You're on deck with Ursula Camille, and this is The Triage Room. The Triage Room is a podcast that encourages and empowers listeners to overcome obstacles of pain. Pain is the physical suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury. When we describe the type of pain we're having, we're really describing the symptoms. Once we identify the symptoms, then we can deal with the roots. Welcome to The Triage Room. You're now on deck with Ursula Camille, and this is the Triage Room. Today's topic, naysayers are necessary. The World Book Dictionary says that to naysay is to say nay, to deny, oppose, vote in the negative. Webster's Dictionary defines naysayers as one who opposes, refuses, or denies someone or something habitually. Let's take a look at Nehemiah 6 verses 1 through 7. Now it came to pass when Sambalat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall and that there was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates, that Sambalat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. Verse 3, and I sent messages unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease? Whilst I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. Then sent Simbalat, his servant, unto me, in like manner the fifth time, with an open letter in his hand. Wherein was written, it is reported among the heathen, and Gashmu saith it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king, according to these words. And thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah, and now shall it be reported to the king according to these words. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. So here we see that Nehemiah is on assignment. He has some distractions going on with Sambalat, and Sambalat continued to badger him with the same thing over and over. Now, naysayers, like in this situation here, continue to be against what it is that you're doing. Nehemiah was doing a great work, and Sambalat continued to come with tactic after tactic, saying the same thing. How many times have you been in a situation where you found yourself being approached with the same thing over and over again by someone who's opposing a naysayer coming against what it is you're doing and what you're doing is right you're on assignment but because of whatever they have an issue with um they don't want whatever it is you're doing to come to pass they don't want to see you um do the thing in, in completing it and so they'll continue to come with tactic after tactic and say the same thing a different way, just like what Timbalat did with Nehemiah. The same thing over and over, and then Nehemiah just, you know, came back with his answer. As if your answer is going to change. But naysayers do have a purpose. And they are necessary. And we're going to get to that. But here we see how Timbalat, he didn't give up. He kept pressing in and pressing in and pressing in and coming in on Nehemiah. And Nehemiah just said, you know what, after four times coming... This is my answer. This is what I gave him for whatever that reason may be. Some may don't, don't like the fact of, you know, um, how well you're doing it. And then maybe it's also because they know the impact is going to have once whatever you're working on is complete. So to try to stop you in the midst of it, they're putting in all this effort. 
And some people will come saying the same thing four or five different ways as if your response is going to be different. Verse eight, then I sent unto him saying, there are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feedest them out of thine own heart. So Nehemiah is letting them know. Now the stuff you're saying to me, you're coming to me with this letter, the things you're saying, that stuff is not true. None of it's true. And you making this stuff up out of your own heart. This is coming from you. Nobody else. You're coming to me as if what you're saying is, is real, but it's genuine. But there's no truth to it. You're making this stuff up out of your own heart. And sometimes when we're approached with those who are opposing what it is that we're doing, yeah, they're coming with something that's not true. They're coming with a lie. Whether it's a manipulative approach, you know, something very cunning, coming to, to tie you up, you know, get your, get your words twisted, saying things, you know, because what matters, it doesn't matter what they're saying according to them. What matters is how you're, how you're reacting to it. They're looking for the reaction. So they'll say something to get just enough. But here we see that Nehemiah didn't fall for it. He went ahead and called it what it is. What you're saying to me is not true. Now you're making this stuff up out of your own heart. Verse 9. For they all made us afraid saying their hands shall be weakened from the work that it be not done. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Here Nehemiah. Nehemiah prayed to God to strengthen his hands. Sometimes we'll have those who will say negative things. You know, and when you're in the process of the work, sometimes because it's been a long time, the work has been great. The journey has been long and you start to get a little weakened and you have those naysayers that are just, you know, coming over and over saying what you can't do, saying it's impossible, saying all the negative things. And if you're in a weak space, you start to get weakened over time, it starts to wear you down. Then those words may replay over and over. And just like Nehemiah, you know, it's like, okay, wait a minute. No, we're going to, we're going to finish this. Lord, he asked God, you know, Lord, strengthen my hands. God, strengthen my hands. And that's what we have to do. When we find ourselves in a position where we know our assignment, we know what it is we're supposed to be doing. And we're in the place working on that thing, whatever it may be. Yes, it's tiring. Yes, we keep getting approached. We keep getting these, these false accusations coming at us. We keep getting the naysayers coming, opposing what it is that we're doing. However, just like Nehemiah, he didn't give up. We don't give up. He went straight to God and he prayed. And he asked the Lord to strengthen his hands. We too, when we're in a place and we find ourselves getting a little tired, getting a little weary, and we need to be strengthened because the journey has been a long journey. It's been a long time, but we know what God has given us to do. And we've been working at it and working at it and working at it, fulfilling this assignment, working in this assignment. But yet the naysayers keep coming over and over again. And some of those negative things start to, to play over and over. And we're getting to the place we get a little weak. Just like Nehemiah said, you know, he got afraid. So he prayed to God to strengthen his hands. We have to ask God to strengthen us. Whatever that area is, here was his hands. Whatever that is we're dealing with, the area that we find ourselves getting weak in, Lord, strengthen us. We can't entertain the negativity coming from the naysayers. 
those the opposing party those that are opposing what it is that we are doing we don't take in what they're saying because if we start to lend our ear to the words coming from them then we may start to believe that receive that and then operate in that space and that's not where we should be nehemiah was focused but even when you're focused at your best we're human and we do get to the point at times, you know, you get tired, you get weak. But the best thing we can do is like Nehemiah did, call out to God, pray to God, ask him to strengthen you in that area where you are finding yourself becoming weak. So that whatever the assignment is, you can keep going. Verse 10, afterward, I came unto the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah. The son of Mehitabel, who was shut up. And he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple. And let us shut the doors of the temple for they will come to slay thee. Yea, in the night will they come to slay thee. And I said, should such a man as I flee? And who is there that should be as I am? Will go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. And lo, I perceived that God had not sent him, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me for Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. Now, this is the part where you have those that, I mean, will just do whatever it takes to get fear to be instilled in you, to, to get you to the point where your ear is now bent to listen to whatever it is they're saying to you. But here Nehemiah perceived what was behind it. Nehemiah, he was in a place of prayer. He was in a place of seeking God. And God gave him that revelation. Just because, you know, he used, come on in the temple. Now all of a sudden, oh, well, something, you know, a common place, a common ground. But Nehemiah didn't fall for that. Why am I going to go somewhere and hide? I mean, come on. He's a man of faith. So you mean to tell me you're a believer? You're, you are a one who walks in faith? You have faith, but yet you're going to operate in fear? You're going to fear man? The fear of man proved to be a snare. So we should not fear man at all. And Nehemiah was like, no. Going to the temple to save my, save my life? What? Not, not me. He perceived that Sambalat and Tobiah hired him. Verse 13. Therefore was he hired that I should be afraid and do so and sin and that they might have matter for an evil report that they might reproach me. My God, think thou upon Tobiah and Sambalat according to these their works and on the prophetess Noadiah and the rest of the prophets that would have put me in fear. Verse 15, so the wall was finished in the 20 and fifth day of the month, Elul, in 50 and two days. Verse 16, and it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. See, once they heard that the assignment was complete. Once they heard the work was finished, once they heard it was done, they perceived what? That this work was wrought of our God. 
When it comes to naysayers, those who are opposing what it is you're doing, been against it, working overtime to try to prevent you from completing it. Sometimes people put so much effort into trying to stop you from what it is you're doing. And they know all the hard work. They know all the conniving ways and all the lies and all the things that they've done. The work they really put into trying to stop what it is you've been doing. Stop what it is you're working on. Trying to prevent you from going in that direction. And you didn't fall for it. The work still got completed. That was enough to let them know. It had to be God. It had to be their God. So the reason why naysayers are necessary. Yes, we may be the ones going through a thing. We may be the ones right there and doing the assignment and getting the attack. And every time we look up, there's something that's coming, trying to twist your words, coming, you know, ask you the same question a different way just to get you provoked to say something, to discredit you. However, or to get you to stop doing what you what it is you know you're supposed to be doing to be a distraction to you. To wear you down and you're tired. You're too tired to complete whatever the task is, whatever the assignment is. But they knew that all the hard work, they gave their best shot. And when you know you've given your best shot and you've come and you've done all the manipulative things, all the cunning things you can do to try to stop this particular assignment, this particular vessel from doing what it is that God would have them to do. You know, it can only be God. That's the only way God is glorified in it. And though we may be the ones dealing with it or going through the process of a thing, we may be the ones that's finding ourselves getting frustrated, finding ourselves having to repeat the same thing over and over. Look, I'm doing this. I'm focused. Don't ask me that no more. Like I said the last time, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm doing. And when someone knows they have worked overtime to try to stop what it is, they, they've seen you do. They know that what you're doing is a great work. And nothing they did worked. And they gave their best shot. And they know they're very good at what they do when it comes to lying and manipulating and cutting corners and provoking and all those negative things. Then they had to give credit to God. That's the only way. It's like, nah, I done gave my best shot. But God gets the glory. Verse 16. And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof, and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. They perceived it. It was God. So God gets the glory. Naysayers are necessary because whatever it is that God has having you to do, that assignment, naysayers are there. Yes, they're doing all these negative things and you're going through this process and you're praying and you're crying out to God. Lord, help me. You see what's going on. You see what they're saying. I got a work to do. You call yourself. You say, I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not coming down from up here from what I'm doing. I'm in prayer. I'm not coming down here to deal with this, 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 this minor stuff with you. I'm not coming down here to be common. I'm going to stay up here on this frequency. And when they know they've put in all this work to try to stop what it is that you're doing, they've been against it from the very beginning. They know deep down inside the moment that you continue forward and everything that they've done to try to stop, it keeps going. It works. It's complete. God gets the glory.
It's about God getting the glory. See, their eyes, they, they perceived it. Their eyes were open to it. Nehemiah already knew the power of God. Nehemiah stayed in a place of prayer. He already knew what God could do. They didn't know. They found out when they saw their assignment was complete. So this is why when we find ourselves faced with certain things, and yes, we can get a little irritated. You know, here's my moment of transparency. You know, I have found myself getting uh, irritated, getting frustrated in the process. Because it's the same thing over and over and over again. Just like Nehemiah was approached four times with the same thing. He gave, he came back with the same answer. You know what it is you're doing. You know what it is you're supposed to be doing. You know what it is that God gave you to do. And because, and all you're doing is what's right. So you're thinking to yourself, you know, what is this? But I can tell you this through the process of, of, Seeing what's going on around me through the process of continuing to cry out to God, through the process of casting my cares, through the process of understanding, look, it's not about me. Yes, I'm the one that, that's going through it. Yes, I'm the one getting the attacks. Yes, I'm the one that's dealing with, you know, the opposition. Yes, but I take it to God and I had to get in that space Stop focusing on all the negative. Stop focusing on, Lord, you see this? I had to come out of that space. Because that's energy I'm giving out. And if you're not careful, you're, you will be distracted and be consumed with talking about the thing. Your time will be consumed of replaying over and over. Look at what they're doing. Look at what's going on. When all I need to do is just give it over to God. He sees, he knows, keep the faith and obey what it is he's given me to do. Stay focused. Don't be distracted. That's my part in it. That's what I had to do. Stop focusing on those that are trying to be a distraction to me. That are trying to pull my focus somewhere because they have an uh, uh, issue with what God has given me to do. Don't worry about that. Just do what it is God's given me to do and keep moving. And that's the space I had to get to. Because the flesh got irritated. The flesh was like, come on now, God, really? How many more times? How, how much longer? All I'm doing is, is just I'm minding my own business. I'm just doing what it is you had me to do. That's it. I ain't, you know, here to bother nobody. I mean, what's the problem? But I had to give my cares to God. And just like Nehemiah, you know, when you find yourself in that weak space, Lord, I'm tired. Many a day, Lord, I'm tired. Lord, give me strength to keep going. Give me strength, Father. Just like Nehemiah asked him to strengthen his hands. I've had to ask God, give me strength, Lord. So I encourage you. For the naysayers that you have in your life. For the naysayers that have crossed your path. For the naysayers that are trying to pull your focus and get you to come down from doing what it is that God has assigned for you to do. Your purpose, your assignment in life. Whatever the season is, whatever the place is you're in right now, the season and spot that you're in right now. Don't allow yourself to get pulled in a different direction. Don't allow the focus to be pulled on what they're doing. 
give it over to God. Just like Nehemiah. He stayed focused. And when he found himself getting weak, he asked God to give him strength in that area. So whatever that area is you're getting weak in, ask God to give you strength in that area. And don't feed into the deception. Don't feed into the stuff that's being spoken to you. You know the stuff they're saying like when they came to, to Nehemiah with the lies in the letter. You know, you know it's not true. Don't get into that war going back and forth. Just call it for what it is. That's it. Like Nehemiah did. You know what? That stuff you saying ain't true. That's coming out of your own heart. That's how you feel. That's how you think. Those are your words. Some things don't require a response. And then there are times when it is necessary to check it. Just like Nehemiah did. Look, that ain't. No, that's not true. That's coming from you. You go ahead and get it on over with. Because sometimes things like that will shut it on down. And stay in the position of being focused. Naysayers are there to oppose, to be against, and even to the point of telling you what you can't do. When you have those that come tell you what you can't do based on their opinion of your gifts, your skills, your abilities, I encourage you, don't entertain that. When they're telling you what you can't do, great opportunity for them to see. What you can do, not that you're proving yourself to them, but this is an opportunity for God to be glorified. They're saying you can't. God is like you can. Don't get upset when someone is telling you, you can't do that. You can't do that. I pray you recognize in that very moment that that's a grand opportunity for God to be glorified. Every time a naysayer says anything opposing to the direction God has placed you in, anything against anything that's saying what you can't what you can't do. That is the perfect opportunity for God to be glorified. Because it's not about us. Their eyes need to be opened. It is the naysayer's opportunity to see who God is. When they know they put in a lot of work to stop what it is you're doing, whether it's what they say to you or the actions that they're taking, strategizing, doing all kinds of things, putting up all kinds of roadblocks and digging ditches. But we know the ditch they dig should be their own. And the things that they're doing, they have no clue. Every naysayer has no clue that what they're doing against you is really the opportunity for them to see who God truly is. Their eyes will be open in it. You remain focused. You remain prayerful. And keep trusting God. And don't allow yourself to be distracted by the naysayers. Remember that all naysayers are necessary. Let us pray. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, just to say thank you. Lord, I thank you for life, health, and strength. God, I ask you right now, Lord, that those that have been affected by a naysayer, Lord, that they would just continue, Father, to stay in a place in you. Not allow themselves to be distracted. Not let their focus to be pulled in a different direction. But allow themselves, God, to know that in the very moment that a naysayer comes, Lord, with a verbal attack or any type of slander or anything that comes to them, Father, that they know is not true, that they will get into a place, Father, of knowing in that very moment to trust you. To know in that very moment, Lord, don't be distracted. To know in that very moment they've been given an assignment by you. 
They're not here to prove themselves to man. They're not here to go into a war with man. But they're here, God, to fulfill purpose and do a work. Whatever the assignment you've given them to do. That it be fulfilled. And the moment that they find themselves in a place God getting weak. That they will begin to pray. That they will cry out to you Lord. And ask you to strengthen them in that very area. That knowing that a naysayer. Not their Lord to be effective in their lives. But the naysayer. The greater purpose. The greater reason why the naysayer is present. Is so that Father that the naysayer can see you in it. That the naysayer's eyes can be open to you. Open to see who you are. Father, I ask you right now, Lord, to strengthen those who need strength. To give direction to those who need direction. That they will not quit. They will not give up. But they will persevere. That they will endure those hard places. Continuing to believe that their faith will not waver. Understanding that there is purpose for a naysayer and that naysayers are necessary and that God, whenever the naysayers eyes are open, that there will be a heart change to go in the right direction. That every naysayer, Lord, his eyes are open to the truth, to see you in it, to see God, how you have protected those in spite of every effort they've made, in spite of everything and every tactic that they've done. That Lord, the naysayer, God, will have a heart change and get delivered from the things, Lord, that have kept them operating contrary to your word. Contrary to, God, the things that are pleasing to you. That this will be an opportunity for them to see who you really are. That no matter what efforts they put forth to cause confusion, no matter what efforts they put forth to bring harm to character, to bring harm to purpose, to bring harm, that nothing that they do, God, can keep the believer from succeeding at the thing that you've given them to do. As long as the believer remains on the course Going forward to complete the assignment. Trusting and believing in you. God, I thank you. I praise you. And I glorify your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You all be blessed. Thank you for joining me on deck in the triage room. To get the music you hear in this podcast or to stay connected, visit my website, UrsulaCamille.com. That's U-R-S-E-L-A-C-A-M-I-L-L-E.com. Sign up on my email list, get merch and more. Have an area of pain you want to address in the triage room? Send your email to thetriageroom at gmail.com. I'm your host, Ursula Camille, signing off. Be blessed. One touch in your life change. Did you know that Jesus reigns? One touch in your life change.